What's up, guys? It's JTE from Collider, Screen Junkies, and JT Movie Things, and you're listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. My guest today, he is the man from the Schmoes No Movie Show, Screen Junkies, and he's one half of the Schmodown Tag Team Champions. If you don't know what that is, he will explain it to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, JTE. What's up, Jay? What's up, man? What's going on? I'm ready to talk some movies and whatever the hell else you want to talk about. Yeah, man. It's been a while since I had you on. I think we were, I, I was talking with, you know, with you about it off the air. I think this is like your third time or fourth time that you've been on the show, but um, I can't re- really remember right now, but it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but I always have fun coming on here. I'm, I'll talk movies with anybody, man. I love it. Uh, but um, to get, you know, before we talk movies, um, I just want the people to know a little bit out about, you know, Mr. JTE. Um. First of all, how did you get involved in the movie realm? And, you know, there's a lot of fans out there who, you know, aspire to talk movies and be a part of what you guys are a part of. Um, you know, give the give the people a little bit of backstory of how J- um, Josh Tapia became JTE. Yeah, I'll give you the quick rundown. Basically, I knew I always wanted to work in film. Eventually, I went to film school in Florida, moved out to L.A. in around 2006, 2007, and I worked in production. I uh, did a lot of PA work, a lot of key PA. I even did crafty. I just liked being around the business. I loved being in L.A. because it's such a film lover's town. But the part of the business that I'm in now wasn't really a goal of mine because it wasn't really a thing back then. Yeah. Like, YouTube was gaining steam, but there wasn't this whole, like, network of shows online that were just, like, based on talking movies, movie news, and all that stuff. But there were podcasts, so I kind of got into the podcast way. Like, I reached out to Shmoes now, told him I love the show, I want to be involved, you know, for free. I just wanted to contribute. And I, they knew that I wasn't just some regular fan off the street because I actually had some actual experience in the entertainment industry i've worked on set before i've worked for studios before and for years it was just you know us getting together recording podcasts with audio and some video and the show progressed and grew and grew and through that relationship with the schmoes i eventually became a full-time worker with screen junkies because they launched movie fights that i actually been there since day one since they've been shooting i was i became an engineer which was not something i ever thought i'd be doing um, and yeah, that's just where I got to now, basically just being lucky and putting myself in the right position to get lucky, though. The oh. hardest thing about coming out here is getting into your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And you got I, I worked for free for years just to be around it. Wow. And eventually it turned out to be, you know, a paying gig. And now I just get paid, go to work, talk about a bunch of movies, and I couldn't be happier. So, no offense, so was you like the stuttering John of the Schmoes No? Not, I don't mean that you're like him, but like, I think he was doing it for free for a while, then he got paid for it, so it's sort of similar to that? Yeah, for sure. I, I watched Howard Stern back in the day, but I'm not from, exactly familiar with his story. Yeah. But that's how he got on, that's basically what I did. Uh, uh, luck meets preparation is what they always say. I got lucky and I was prepared. Yeah, and for people that, you know, because they'll see you on different networks, um, it's Schmoes No and Screen Junkies, they're two separate entities, right? But, you know, they wrote, like, a lot of people from Schmoes come on Screen Junkies yeah. and vice versa, right? Yeah, we all, we're all friends, we all like to appear on each other's channels, you know, if you go on our, 
if I work at Screen Junkies full time, but okay. I do in my spare time stuff with Schmoes. We also teamed up with Collider, so I do a lot of stuff for Collider also, like the Schmodown, which is this movie trivia WWE kind of mashup that everyone people people seem to be loving right now. I'm a tag team champion. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, we always cross over because we we all love movies and we're all in the kind of same industry, and it's a very collaborative industry. Like a lot of people from Nerdist, Nerd HQ. Geek and Sundry, Hyper RPG. These are just like all these networks of geeks that get together, and we like to get together and do stuff together once in a while. So it's like basically, um, I know you don't you don't watch wrestling the way you used to, but it's it basically like you know how WWE had the ECW brand, and then now yeah. they have like NXT. You know, everybody's separate, but you guys come together for when you do like the Schmodown and um, like you know when you switch shows or go to different like if you go to. If you go to Smosno, if you go to Collider, but, like, you're all in the same realm, in the same field, right? Yeah, we're in different companies, but we're all, like I said, we all see each other at different events. We go to screenings, we see each other. We're always talking, so it's like, hey, we're doing this this week, you'd be great for it. And we just appear on each other's show, and it's a lot of fun. It's great, because I love seeing all those people. Uh, um, Tell the people a little bit about the um, Schmodown trivia. Like, tell the people who don't know about it, like, what is it? The format, to me, is like almost like a UFC meets WWE, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's movie trivia, but in the funnest way possible. Uh, a lot of people go to bars for trivia night. Yeah. Think of that, but and like you said, the UFC WWE arena. Uh, it started in Schmo's No Show, where we used to kind of did it as a tournament. It really started because we were all movie geeks, and we all wanted bragging rights to talk about each other. Like I knew more than you about this. Yeah. And then once they teamed up with Clyde, they decided to make its own show. And it's really taken off, and now all the credit has to go to Christian Harloff. The guy just knows how to put on a great show. And he used to work for WWE. He was a writer. Um, Not that there's anything fixed in the show, but he just knows how to grab personalities and make them shine in front of the camera. And it's just a fun game. Like, for me, I just love watching along and seeing if I know as much as the opponents. And then, you know, there's nothing worse than when you get a question that you know for sure you would have gotten and it's something that you love but somebody else might not love it and you're just yelling at the screen like it's freaking Stallone's Spielberg <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's just a lot of fun to see because there's a lot of drama you never people literally when you're under those lights and you're thinking of a question that you probably would know right away if you weren't on an actual trivia match down yeah. but once you're sitting there you know your brain takes a little bit longer to come with those answers and sometimes you'll get it in right before the counter goes out yeah, it's funny because, you know, I've watched it a few times and I'm like, oh my god, I know this, I know this, I know this, but I'm sure it's totally different when you're actually playing against a person face-to-face with the spotlights on you and the cameras on you, so it's probably like a totally different setting as opposed to playing it in your house one-on-one, right? No, yeah, I'm with you. I, it's, it's just, it's so much harder, like, anytime you might study for a test all week and you miss that one question on the test because you just think about it too much. <laughs> You just gotta go in there. I don't study. Like, I don't study when I do movie Schmodown. I yeah. just literally, I know what I know. And I'll go in, and if I know it, I know it. Yeah. What is your weakest genre? Weakest genre is probably like romantic films. Oh, okay. I don't, I didn't watch a lot of, you know, chick flick romantic films growing up. <laughs> that would definitely be a weak point. And musicals. I don't really like musicals very much. Um, yeah, La La Land was great, but overall, I just never watched them as a kid, so. Those would be some weaknesses for me. Oh, so you wouldn't know any Grease questions or um, The Notebook or anything like that? or? Yeah, I never saw The Notebook. I've seen, like, I think the first 30 minutes. <laughs> um, 
I haven't seen any of the Twilights. So I don't know if even those are considered romantic films, but whatever. <laughs> what is like horror ho- horror romance? I guess I don't even know what you call that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Wait, it's, it's, that's a young teen genre, I guess you could call it. Yeah, and um, I would say you know being involved, you know, with the schmoes and screen junkies and Collider. Um, do you have time for a personal life? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have, my schedule's not that bad. Really, compared to most people, like I do work a lot, and there are days where I have to work longer than others. There's there's even the times where I have to go to work on the weekends, but. I love my job and it's a lot of fun to go to. So even though it's like, oh, I'm working a long day, it don't matter because at the end of the day, it's what I'd, I'd probably, if I, I would do this job for free. Don't tell my bosses that, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just great to actually go there and, yeah, get paid to do this stuff. But yeah, I still have a pretty good time. My weekends are free, man. I got pretty chill weekends. You know, from everybody there, um, you know, from Christian, Mark, Ken, Tom, um, Josh, uh, Clark, Perry. Um, who are the people you're most closest to? And don't worry, nobody's listening. So who's who's the people you're most? Oh, close man, it's like choosing your children. I can't. <laughs> I love all those guys pretty much equally, man. They're all great. Uh, you know, obviously the Schmo crew I'm the closest with just because we've been together for over four years. Yeah, and that's where I got my start with. But I love the people I work on Screen Junkies. I see them every day, and they're all such nice guys. Like it's 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 hard to complain about a job when you work with so many cool people. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's, you know, there's people that have jobs and they hate going to their jobs, doing it five days of the week, the same mundane routine. But, you know, having a job like you and it's something you always wanted to do in life, like like you said, you, you'll, you'll do it for free. You know, no one's hearing it, but you'll do it for free. And, you know, you love what you do and you have a passion for it. And, you know, it shows, you know, your 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 hands are in every little baskets and, you know, you're seen all over YouTube. So, you know, I'm I'm happy that you're loving what you're doing. man. Absolutely, man. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And let's talk. Um, cause I know you've been to a lot of screenings and I think by the time this hits, um, people will have already seen Wonder Woman. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Wonder Woman, man? Tell the people out there, you saw it. Um, you, you know, you're a fan of comic films. Um, what is your take on Wonder Woman? I thought it was really good, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I, it's weird. It's probably the most well-rounded DC movie from beginning to end. And that might not be saying a lot to some people, but yeah. you could tell Patty Jenkins just really knows story structure. Yeah. And she really knows, like, the characters are the most important part of the movie. So she does spend a lot of time, you get to know these characters, you really start to care for them. And then the action is not, like, you would think, who knows, oh, she's not a... This is her first big, big budget film. So, like, you're probably a little worried. Is she going to be able to pull off the action sequences and all that? And she does, man. It's fantastic. It's one of those movies where the superhero finally starts kicking ass, and you can't help but, like, clap and, like, yes, this is what I wanted to see from this character. And she delivers that several times in the movie. Um, so far with the DC Extended Universe and, you know, from Man of Steel to Suicide Squad to Batman vs. Superman to Wonder Woman, what are your rankings in order? From... That's tough, man. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, I, because I, I, I was gonna tweet something out about this, and I, it's tough. I, I feel like I need to see Wonder Woman again before I can make that list. Oh, okay. Like I saw it once. It was a week ago now, and I just need to see it more than once because all these films, something for some reason, the DCU, all the films, I've had different feelings every time I saw it. First time I saw Suicide Squad, I was a little bit like, I don't know about that. And I kind of just enjoyed it a little bit more the second time for what it was. 
Batman v Superman was so the plot was so all over the place. Like I left the theater like, what did I just watch? <laughs> and then Man of Steel was like, I really dug the action. I'm not sure if I quite got the character of Clark Kent yeah. that I wanted. So like every single time I left those movies, I had to really see them multiple times to really get my feelings together. And that's not always a great thing. Like you want to leave a theater fist pumping going, that was the best thing ever. Yeah. But uh, Wonder Woman was definitely closer to that. Like I said, because the story is so structured and she really just delivers it so well. It's not perfect. There are some third act, you know, pacing issues in yeah. Wonder Woman that aren't huge deals, but they are there. Uh, I like Man as of right now, Man of Steel would be my favorite out before Wonder Woman. Wow, okay. Uh, it would probably go Man of Steel. Then it's so hard for me between Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. They're almost tied for me for second place. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, so I probably, the, the question I need to answer is what do I like better, Wonder Woman or Man of Steel? Hmm. I'll figure out Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman later because they're towards the back. Wow. But, once I see Warner Woman again, I'll be able to decide whether I like that better or Man of Steel better. But a case can be made for either. If somebody came up to me and said, I just saw Warner Woman, I think it's better than Man of Steel. I wouldn't argue them. I'd be like, totally get it. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a really great movie. But if someone also came up to me and was like, I liked Warner Woman, but I still like Man of Steel a little better. I would also be like, yeah, I could get that. Yeah. I know, to me, like, I saw Suicide Squad, and to me, you know, I, I love watching comic book movies on, you know, I'll watch, like, Ant-Man, like, five times. I've seen Iron Man, like, what, 20, 20 times. But Suicide Squad is a movie I've seen twice, but it's not a movie that... I don't know, it's, to me, like, it's not a repeat viewing type of movie, like, I know when I watch Suicide Squad, like, I have it on DVR, I only put it to, like, the certain, certain scenes, like the Batman scene, where he were, he's in the movie for, like, two, two yep. minutes and whatnot, and then I'll put it to where they're all, you know, at, at the bar, like, certain scenes about that movie, yeah. but the movie as a whole, I'm not really a fan of, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I just, I, I, I you know, it. I just didn't feel it, I don't know. I get it, it's, when you're watching a movie... The second you're about to give up on it and turn it off, yeah. a decent scene will come on. Yeah. yeah. And it'll make you stay for a little bit longer. Then you'll be like, all right, I think I'm done watching this. Then another kind of cool scene will happen. And you're like, oh, I'll stay a little bit longer. It's, yep. it, it just gets by by having some really weird and awkward cool scenes. Yeah, exactly. It's I know, it, you know, certain movies are worth watching again, but I don't know. I think Suicide Squad, I think it, it's not a bad movie, but... I wouldn't watch it again. It's like, you know, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I've seen it once or twice. If it comes on a Halloween, I'll watch it. But it's not something like, oh, i got to see Halloween 3 now. You know, it's not something that I would watch. Season of the Witch is horrible. Yeah. I'm saying, like, it is because there's no Michael Myers in it. But it's just cheesy. It's just so freaking cheesy. I think that's how Suicide Squad is. It's just so cheesy. Like, the music was out of place. I, I can go on and on about what's wrong with Suicide Squad. But... Weird thing about these movies is they're so well made as far as production wise. Of course, yeah. Like, Suicide Squad is a good looking movie. Like cinematography is great at times. Like just the atmosphere is really good. It's just the script and the stories that they really seem to be struggling with. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's all over the place though. But and you know, I'm still you know the Joker. Listen, some people hate Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. I'm on the side that I haven't reached my verdict yet. Yeah. I've not seen enough evidence. Yeah, exactly. 
he had so so many small parts in the movie. He never really got a chance to just yeah. own the scene. He never yeah. got his chance to deliver a monologue as the Joker. Like I need more before I can say it's bad or good. Yeah. Right? For me now, it's just you know it's limbo. I know. To me, he was a mixture of Tony Montana. He was a mixture of Cesar Romero, and there's a little hints of Heath Ledger in it. Like he was an amalgamation of like all these characters, but. You're right. I think I think a few more movies with him as the Joker, you could pretty much decide. But I just thought, I don't know. I like I wasn't really feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to see at least him in a few more movies. And it's yeah, yeah it's hard to judge somebody who was in a movie for like what, like ten, fifteen minutes. He was in a movie. I don't even know exactly. Oh, yeah, like you know, it's hard to judge somebody like that for that character. But I thought he was okay. I thought he was fine. Yeah, um, like I said, he's okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to write him off yet, I, but I need to see him have a full performance in order to judge him. Exactly. Um, let's talk about the summer previews because I think I think I talked about what's it? I think we talked last year about the summer previews when I when I first moved out to Wisconsin. But there's a lot of good movies that are coming out. Wonder Woman to me is just like the the June release, June second. It's the it's the movie right off the back. You know, besides Logan, which already happened already. But um, you have uh, the Mummy, which is coming out with Tom Cruise, um, which is the start of the dark universe i believe it's called right the, yeah the, yeah and then on cars three uh kill switch um transformers the last night um what other movies you're looking forward to coming out in the summer lineup uh, i mean some of the movies that aren't huge summer blockbusters but are still going to be on my radar it comes at night is a horror film that the trailers have looked pretty amazing Ooh, and I've, I've talked to a few people who've seen it and they said it's really good uh it's a small little horror film with joel edgerton uh, but the less said about the movie, the better. Just know it's a very creepy horror film that's coming out in the summer. Uh, I believe that comes out June 9th, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know what? All eyes on me, man. I'm a Tupac fan. Oh, born and raised. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and they got the rights to his music, which you know, so it's not like it's going to be some, you know, they're not going to be dancing around the music and trying to like put a biopic without the actual stuff in there and the guy you know i don't know who this actor is but he does look like tupac but for me i don't care if an actor looks exactly like the guy you know what i mean yeah look at uh jason scott lee played bruce lee in uh dragon the bruce lee story yeah he looks nothing like bruce lee but he was able to capture the spirit of bruce lee and he was a really good actor so i you know even though he didn't look exactly like him i was okay with that all eyes on me i kind of you know, this guy, I can't judge him because I haven't seen him yet. Maybe he'll be absolutely amazing, but that's my only worry about that film is can this guy, who's kind of an unknown, deliver mm-hmm. in a very iconic role? Yeah. And how about uh, Transformers? Like, I'm old, in my opinion, I'm, I'm all Transformers out. Like, um, the Age of Extinction was, I don't know, it was just too long, and I... I I need, I don't know, I, I'm i still stuck in the 80s, man, because I'm just an 80s guy, and I'm still living on Transformers, the movie, like, the movie where it has to be about the robots, not the humans, and then the Transformers are secondary characters, like, I just want a good Transformers movie, and I thought it would have been, like, a reboot eventually, but I don't know, I'm not feeling the last night, I'm not feeling the trailers, man, what do you think about the trailers, are you feeling it? Yeah, I was done after 4, yeah. I thought 4 was unbelievably bad. Yeah. Uh, I found things... I like the first film. I think the first film is fairly entertaining. I think the second one's a mess, but that's because of the writer's strike at the time. Yeah. But then the third one, I didn't think it was horrible. I thought the whole last sequence in Chicago was pretty impressive. Oh, with the building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Falling down, yeah. Part four was like... I felt like Bay was bored. Yeah. I felt like Michael Bay basically took a paycheck job 
and it's hard to think that this next one's probably not the same. And the whole thing with the knight, King Arthur's knights and like World War Two, I just don't see it. It's just it's getting too much, and it, it, I am fatigued on it. I honestly, I don't care. I don't care about any of the characters in this movie. The only person I had some attachment to was Shia LaBeouf, and he's gone. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg was kind of ridiculous in part four, and yeah, I have no excitement for this movie. I'll see it just so I can review it, but it's probably going to be a slog. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh, now another trilogy, um, Despicable Me three? What do you think about that? I'm not a big. I mean, Despicable Me movies are fine. Yeah. I see them. I'm like, okay, I saw it. I've never revisited them since. They're not for me. They're for kids. There are there is some humor in there for adults. I understand everyone likes the minions. They're funny and at times, but again, I, I'm I'm not that I'm over it. I was just never fully into it. So uh, I'll I'll probably see it because my girlfriend will want to see it. But <laughs> honestly, I probably if I don't if I miss it, I don't want to really care. Yeah, and then also um, whoa, what are your thoughts about Spider-Man: Homecoming, man? That looks really good. I'm excited, man. Do they show? I feel like the trailers have shown a lot of the action. Yeah. Which I think it looks like it could be some of the best Spider-Man action we've gotten since the Raimi trilogy. Uh, I think Tom Holland looks like he's perfect for the role, man. This guy might be the best overall Spider-Man. I'm not going to say that yet, even though he did awesome in Civil War. Yeah. But Tom Holland's a talented actor, and he looks like he's going to have the attitude, you know, the wisecracks, and. Again, the director is coming off a film called Cop Car that he shot with Kevin Bacon, a very low-budget film. Yeah. Uh, I'm always wary anytime you get one of these small-time directors taking over a big-budget film. It works out sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Mark Webb did a small indie film called 500 Days Summer. Then he did Amazing Spider-Man, which I thought was awful. Hmm. And they did that again where they got a small-time director. But you have the Marvel machine helping you out this time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're really pushing Iron Man in the yeah, trailers yeah. Um, that could be a good or bad thing <laughs> either they're they're not confident the movie's good enough and they need to put them in there or mm. they just really want to I mean it's a smart marketing wise it's smart because anything with Tony Stark as Iron Man on a poster it's going to add like 50 million opening day yeah um, what are your thoughts um, this is not part of the summer preview but um, so what do you think about Tom Hardy as Venom and the whole Sony doing the separate movie from the MCU that's tough because I feel two ways about it. First of all, I'm not really interested in a standalone Venom movie. I like Venom as part of the Spider-Man villain. Like, I like showing him up in a movie. Yeah, he was not done well in Spider-Man 3. But I never saw him as a character that could carry his own film. I know there are Venom comics and all that, but I'll be honest, I was never... I never read him. I was never really interested in reading him. Now, Tom Hardy being cast... Definitely gets me a little more interested. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Anytime he does something, he does something interesting. And so that piques my interest. But if you told me he was going to be in the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming as Venom, yeah. I'd be much more excited and much more on board. But as a standalone film, I'll give the benefit of the doubt, but not too excited. Yeah, like It, it, it reminds me of, I remember when I was still living in New York, where... They had Halle Berry as Catwoman. They had they had they just had they had her in the costume. Everybody was loving it. But then when they said she was separated from Gotham, it was a totally different story. And you know she won the Oscar, and then she's doing a superhero movie, and it went kerplunked. But you know what I'm saying? I, it, you're right. It, it could be different, but I'm just kind of like worried. You know, I guess we. I just have to see how this film comes out. If this film comes out, then I'll look forward for what is it? They're supposed to have a Silver Sable Black Cat movie too, as well. Yeah, it's like, does yeah. anybody know who those characters are outside of comic <laughs> people? Like, what? I know comics pretty well, and yeah, I've heard of them, but 
I was I don't know anyone was screaming for them to have their own movie. Yeah, I just remember Black Cat from the Spider Man series on Fox Five. That's about exactly. it, you know. In the video games, that's like all I know her from. <laughs> and I was like, I remember like the video games. Oh, I'm not playing her. I'm gonna bleed this person. You know, like I didn't even want to use her as a character to play, but. Um, I digress. Um, back to the summer previews. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes, or War for the Planet yes. of the Apes. That looks really I good to you. I am so excited. Yeah. So excited for this. Um, mainly because the first two films are fantastic. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Um, they're such well-made movies. They really build the character of Caesar so well. The first one and second one are almost on the same level to me, and they're both very different films in a lot of ways. But they both are such quality films. That if this third film could be as good as the first two, I'll consider it one of the best trilogies of all time. Yeah. Wow. And what about um, Annabelle Creation? Yeah, I could give a damn. I, I never saw the first one. I never saw the first one. I, I, I like the Conjurings. They're fine. I don't love them like a lot of people. They're, yeah. But they're decent, good horror films. I don't need some spinoff about a doll. Yeah. I know there's some there, there's some other ones. I think um, the Death Note is that. I think that's for Netflix. I'm not sure if it's in theaters. Yeah, that's, but that's a Netflix movie. Netflix movie that that looks pretty. From that preview, that looks pretty good. And um, I believe it. I don't think it's a summer movie, right? I think it's more of a fall movie. I'm trying to think. yeah, I'm not. I think maybe August. But I'm maybe. not exactly sure. Yeah. So you know, there's there's a few, but um, which one you're looking forward to the most? Out of the whole summer. Yeah. So far? Yeah. Uh, man, probably, I mean, I, I want to say Spider-Man, but I, you just talked about it. I'd probably go War of the Apes. Wow, really? Okay. Although I might have said Wonder Woman if I hadn't seen it already. Yeah. Because <laughs> just the interest of can DCU get it back together was yeah. such a thing. But War of the Apes, man, I just, I love that director and what he did with the second one. I love the cast. I think you got Woody Harrelson there as the villain and it's going to be the I really do it's going to be the conclusion of this trilogy I think it will conclude Caesar's story I don't know that for sure because I haven't seen the movie that's my guest and I'm really hoping they end it but also at the same time keep it open for some sequels but I want this to be the end of this story of Caesar yeah to me Apes is one of those franchise like Star Trek because it was on television before that you know with the budget now I think you can make an Apes TV series and you can make it flourish and you can make it really good. You know, I, I think if you have a good budget and put it on a Netflix show, I would love to see like a, like a whole series of character developments like on a Netflix show with Apes. But I'm not sure. If... Uh, the budget would be insane. I don't think they could afford that, but I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Or even like, you know, C- CGI animation, you know, work for Transformers Beast Wars. I think it would be really good. But I, I yeah. you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know if that would fly though. No, I mean, hey, go for it. I'm down. Netflix, they have so much money. I feel they can do anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Josh, um, thank you for being on the show, talking about the summer previews with me. Um, let the people know where they can find you. Um, I know you have a show on YouTube as well on JTE Movie Things, right? Yeah, well, so many places to find me. Besides Screen Junkies on Movie Fights, I fight there pretty often. Uh, <laughs> SJ Plus, 
catch me on Schmo's No Show uh, on Wednesdays. I'm not there every week because of work, but I go. I try to get over there when I can just to be a part of that show because it's so much fun. Uh, you can catch me on Schmodown where I'm competing for my tag team titles, trying to defend it and keep on those things. Yes, my YouTube channel. Thank you for mentioning that. My YouTube channel, JTE Movie Thanks, just like on Twitter, JTE Movie Thanks. I try to cross-brand. Uh, I do reviews on there, trail reactions. I also do original shows like my friend Finstock. I do shows with uh, my girlfriend where I show her older films mm-hmm. where I introduce her to them. And we just kind of get two takes on the review. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up. And again, movie reviews. I try to get stuff done early. I'm lucky enough to go to some screenings uh, like Star Wars, anything Marvel. I usually get to see before everybody else. And I get my reviews out as soon as I can. Uh, and then the last thing I'm on is a new app called Anchor. That's right. It's called an Anchor app. You can download it. It's for free. And it's almost like a little I, – I do a show there every day where it's – two to three minute episodes three times a day mm-hmm. and i just kind of cover what's going on in movie news it's kind of like podcasting meets snapchat and it's a really cool app you should check it out and i'm on there all the time wow um before i let you go um how much devotion do you do to your own content as opposed to other content like do you have time to do a lot of episodes of movie things and you know be involved in the other shows you're currently involved in yeah, I find time for it. I mean, there are times where I'd like to get a video out, but I'm just so busy at Screen Junkies, uh, depending on what we're shooting that week, that some weeks are will be more full than others. But at the minimum, I'll get at least two videos out a week, uh, usually at least three. Three, wow. It's, yeah, three a week. I try to, at the very least, get two a week. It's very rare. I, don't, I, I just release one video a week. Um, sometimes I'll do four a week. It all depends on what's going on and how many screenings I've been to and how many uh, shows I have pre-taped. Sometimes, you know, I'll tape a shows. I'll tape a show, like, in advance of a month in advance and just release them throughout the month. Okay. Um, JTE, man, always a pleasure to have you on. You're always one of the most humblest guys I know. And if I need a hand, you're always there to give me a hand. And I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. I just love coming to talk to movies, especially with anybody that wants to have me on the show. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure. It's a privilege. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>